Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. We're so happy to have you here on USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, the president and founder of this channel, this network. And our show today is The Wise Ones. And of course, joining me every week is someone who is incredibly wise, extremely accomplished, super well-educated, but most of all, he's a really great guy. He's a good man. He's a good person. He's been my book coach and we're working on our third project together and I've known him I guess for a year and a half now and he's always a gentleman and he's just always leading with his heart so let's welcome Red O'Loughlin and then we'll invite our guests to come out hello Red hi Dr. Jacqueline thanks as always for your very kind comments uh, they're always welcome well, they're always true, Red, and uh, I never get tired of seeing you. So you're you're a good person, and I've learned so much from you. In fact, I just was sharing with a client of mine. She needs to contact you. I was telling her about all the ways that you've helped me and that she needs to reach out to you as well. So hopefully you'll be getting a call soon. Well, then you better pay very close attention in the next hour because I have a lot of information to put out on pain. How do we manage it? You know, we, we think just taking an aspirin sometimes will do the job, but there's so many other things that can be done. Uh, I am not a, a physician. I have nothing to do with the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry. I'm a researcher. I research the human body at the cellular level, chemically speaking. I look for cause and effect relationships. Treat a cause, fix a problem. Treat a symptom, and you'll always be treating it. And unfortunately, in the world of pain, a lot of times pain is misdiagnosed and you're treating something and it's literally a band-aid and you're treating it and treating it and treating it for a long, long, long time and it never gets any better. Well, today, hopefully I'll provide some awareness, a little bit of education, uh, some guidance that will allow you, not on your own, please always consult a medical professional, your doctor, especially if you're on any kind of prescription meds because you never know what you might be doing that could be harmed because there's just so many things out there, side effects of medicines and things, and you add something to it, even though it may not be a prescription, you just don't know how the body works. If you can't uh, get in touch with your doctor right away, generally speaking, your pharmacist has a wealth of knowledge with regard to a lot of things in that regard. But if we're talking about just some simple treatments and you, and you really don't have any prescription meds, you're a pretty healthy person, then it might be worth doing. And as always, Dr. Google and Dr. YouTube have a lot of information that's available for free. It just takes your time. And with that, uh, let's go ahead and get back to Dr. Jacqueline and our show today. Thank you, Red. And I think what people want to know is when can they hear this information about pain? And it's on the show after this. The show after this is Red's show. It's called Talking Heads. So please do stay tuned for that. 
Okay, our guest today is backstage. She's joining us from Canada, and I'm excited to get to know him. His name is Doug Lawrence. He's an international certified mentor, and he's a retired Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer. He knows his share of mental health issues and pain, especially recently grief with the loss of his wife last year. So let's welcome to the Wise Ones, Doug Lawrence. Hi, Doug. Howdy, Doug. Hello. Nice to have you with us today. Thank you so much. So uh, just in the introduction and when I was putting together the promo for the show, there's so much that you're good at and so much that you've accomplished and so many ways you're helping other people. But let's hear a little bit about your backstory. Why don't you start with being a Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer and then take us from there if you would or anywhere you want to start from. Oh, maybe I'll just go back maybe just a little bit then. Uh, I'm a, I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. So I'm a Saskatchewan farm boy, born and raised, and got to experience uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police coming to our farm, and and as a result of the relationships and that that I built with them, I ended up deciding to that was the path I wanted to take, and so I I joined the force and came here to Regina to uh, get my training in before I got put out into the field. So I took my training here in Regina in 1974. And I had 25 years of very interesting times in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, uh, and some maybe not quite so, so interesting. Um, and I went from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police after 25 years, uh, I ended up uh, going into management consulting into some leadership positions and then eventually started my own company in uh, the fall of 2009, focused purely on mentoring. Thank you. That's uh, you're you're exceptional in so many ways. And uh, I really do appreciate it. So something I'd like to touch on, then I'll go over to Red. When we think about a mentor, how is a mentor if at all different than a coach or a consultant? I, I kind of figured that you'd probably go there at some stage. So the, 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 the difference for me in any, in any way is when it comes to the difference between a coach and a mentor, um, coaches are typically, from my perspective, people that are brought into organizations or already exist in an organization and they're there to, to deal with performance-related issues to help an employee uh, get back on track and get moving ahead. Typically, the relationships are, are shorter in nature, and they're driven by the coach themselves. In the case of a, of a mentor, a mentor has a long-term relationship. So if I look at some of the folks that I'm working with, we've been working together for seven or eight years now. And, and we just continue, the relationship continues to evolve and continues to grow as well. The, my, the person I'm working with, my mentee is, is I'll use that terminology. They are, they, they are someone that sort of drives the relationship. So when I go to meet with somebody, they will tell me when or what it is we're going to be talking about. And my job is to guide, not to tell, but to guide. And so that's another difference, I think, between coaching and mentoring, certainly from my, my perspective. And I think 
there are, well, not I think, I know that there are similarities in what it is that we do as a coach and as what we do as, as a mentor. And that's what definitely makes the two very compatible. And then when you had mentioned a consultant or we'll use the word consultant, um, to some extent, there is a bit of that, but not as much as there would be in the relationship between coaching and, and mentoring. Thank you very much. Red, over to you. Yeah, I think there was a very good point you made there, Doug, with regard to guiding versus telling. You know, a lot of times people don't want to be told what to do, even though it's, you know, eat healthy, exercise, whatever it may happen to be. You know, we, we know we should be doing it, but we don't want to be told to do it. But sometimes being guided along, and there was a lot of things I do, it's, I want to know why. And so when I understand why, then I kind of want to do it. So there's a difference between wanting to do something and loving to do something because we passed that little hurdle. And I think you hit it right on the head when you said we, I mentors guide their mentees because that really and truly connotates a different perception in my brain with regard to that relationship. Uh, that's a, a much closer knit relationship to somebody because you're, you're there and, and you're, you're really giving that advice specifically what's needed at that moment, I believe. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that definitely is fair. And the other thing that I think that we want to uh, take into account is that if I tell you what to do, I become accountable for the outcomes. But if I guide and ask questions to guide you to where we need to go, you end up being accountable for the outcome when you take that that information that, that I may have shared, and, and I'll use the term lived experience, which is what mentoring is about, is sharing my lived experience, is as I, as I share that, and you take that information and you go and put something into practice or in, into place, you're assuming accountability for that and, and not me. And a good example for that that I like to always use is when you work with somebody, say you're job coaching, so you're helping them find a job and you end up where you help them, they see a job that's all glitter and all sorts of things, and they think it's the be, going to be the be all end all. And they say, you know, should I apply on this job? I usually say, you know, I get them to go through a process where they will do a check checkbox sort of thing exercise based on the competencies that they have and what they're looking for in the job. At the end of the day, what I want them to be able to do is to make the decision on whether they want to, say, leave where they are and go someplace else or stay and maybe work on their professional development so that they can advance further in the organization. But the bottom line here is at the end of the day, they are accountable for the, those career decisions, not me as their mentor. Very nicely said. That That is a real distinction. And I think that that, to me, was the clarity that I needed to understand the difference because that accountability, you know, when I'm told to go do something and I go do it and it happens to be good, well, I didn't do it on my own. I didn't. I, I took somebody else's ad, advice. Not you know, They told me to do it. Okay. So that, that, I think, is a very clear indication. What do you think, Dr. Jacqueline? I definitely would agree. And uh, I actually have a hat as a coach and as a mentor myself in two different ways. But I, I want to get to 
because this is really something important for everyone around the world, mental health, mental health issues and how we continue to move forward when we have a clear path, we think, and then a pandemic happens, or then there's a supply chain crisis, or God forbid you lose a loved one, and yet you still have to pick yourself up and move on. So can you speak a little bit to your journey in that area of the mental health awareness arena? So I certainly can. And as a result of my 25 years of law enforcement experience, I, I was exposed to a lot of traumatic events uh, and some that, you know, are um, very, they're very traumatic. So witnessing, you know, death and having to, I was in places where I had to uh, transport a, the the body of somebody who say took their own life. I had to transport them to the closest morgue, which was eight hours in minus forty below weather. I had to transport them in in, in a police vehicle and went through that, having to experience all of those things. And the and there's more to that story than that. The story actually goes back to this being a young a young person who had just made the, the adult men's hockey team and was excited about going to play down the road to play the neighboring community and goes home to share that great news with mom and dad only to find that mom and dad are completely uh, obliter obliterated from drinking alcohol. They had no idea what was going on. And so out of despair, he took his own life and that had a huge impact on me. And in fact, Obviously, if I'm telling the story today, it's something that stayed with me for my whole life and probably will be till the day that I go. It's always something that I can still picture. It's always something that I, I have to talk about because that's the only that's a coping mechanism that I that I have that we didn't have back then. It, certainly in, in the law enforcement field was we weren't given the, the tools that we needed to, to be able to cope with things. In fact, in that particular case, it was my wife-to-be, Deborah, that actually ended up accompanying me on that journey. And she got to experience firsthand what some of the trauma was, was all about when we, you know, when I would come home and, and um, we were in our, our courtship stage in our relationship, but I would come home and I would go to the cabinet and haul out a bottle of Scotch whiskey and crack the top. And that was my solution to being able to deal with the trauma the, and the stress in the workplace. So those are things that a lot of people don't have to experience. And I certainly hope never have to experience is those sorts of traumatic events. And then as you've as you mentioned, you know, you add all of that and my support structure, which was my wife and two children, you, you know, now, now that, that part, at least certainly with, uh, with my wife's passing, that certainly has been removed. And so now you, you know, you, you search and you wonder, where am I going to go next? And how am I going to get there? And, and because the, my lifeline, the main, the main, the main person that I could always turn to isn't there anymore. Tug, thank you for your transparency and sharing this. I know it, 
it has to be hard. A question I have for you is as a man, because we have another program that is a program for men and men have shared that it's very hard for men to open up to, they, they need men, but it's hard to actually share what you're feeling. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, you know, I'm probably the opposite. I'm, I probably just us having this conversation today is extremely therapeutic for me. And any, any opportunity that I get where somebody asks the question, you know, you know, how are you doing and all of that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm, I, I basically, I guess what the best way to describe it is I can't wait to start to tell how I'm doing and tell my story and, and, and what's going on. And I don't have a problem. Like I, my emotions, I wear them on my sleeve. Um, I can, well, a, a good example. And I've, I've told people that, you know, you'd be surprised the impact that it has on you and you have to be certainly open to the roller coaster ride that you're going to go on when it comes to dealing with grief. I can be standing at the, uh, in the grocery store at the uh, gift cards, uh, part and going, looking through for gift uh, to get a gift card for one of my family members and start to cry because that's something that Deborah would do or we would do it together. And, and now that's, now it's me. And, and, you know, kind of people be kind of what's wrong with this dude and, you know, being able to, to just deal with that yourself, to be able to say, it's okay to show my emotions. And like I said, for me, I've, I, if I couldn't tell my story, I'd have all that stuff pent up inside and that's not good for us either. You say that telling the story is very therapeutic and it's a coping mechanism. Are there other coping mechanisms that are also effective that you found? Yes, there are. I'm, I'm truly blessed in that I, um, I went through some counseling and the, counsel, the counselor introduced me to some group sessions and it's been the group, the peer-to-peer -peer group sessions that have been actually very beneficial. But what's even been even better is out of the larger group session that we had, four of us kind of broke away. And the four of us, we, we chat, we have a Zoom call every Wednesday for just an hour, just to touch base and see how each one of us is doing. And if one of us had a bad day or is having a bad week, the rest of us prop that person up and help them get back on track and get moving forward. And you know, the probably the most important thing is that uh, is that we all know we're not alone, that there's somebody else that's experiencing something similar. They may be dealing with it differently, but we're all experiencing something similar. So it's okay to, you know, to come out of the closet and reach put your hand out and say, I need help. It's okay to cry in the grocery store. You know, it's, it's okay to maybe not go to uh, family events or other events at that particular time point, because it just doesn't feel right. And you need more time to, to process the grief and, and all of those things. And that's okay. That's okay. Is your job as a mentor also extend into this area of coping and grief? 
you mentioned, I believe, at the very beginning that you kind of expanded into that, adding grief as one of your your specialties. So you obviously started in a certain area working for companies and then things have kind of migrated, come together. And so how how what exactly do you do right now in your mentoring so that our audience can appreciate uh, your, your skills? So I, I'm a volunteer mentor for the Sir Richard Branson uh, Entrepreneur Program in the Caribbean. So I work with uh, young entrepreneurs who are starting their business. And there is a, a, an element of mental health that's part of that. I'm also uh, with an organization here in, in Canada that does somewhat similar. Uh, so they provide somewhat similar services. So I'm, I work with them as a volunteer mentor. And ironically, in that particular case, there's also a mental health component to it. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. And then I'm also a volunteer mentor with the American Corporate Partners in the United States, helping service personnel transition from service life to civilian life. And again, there, there is a, a mental health component to that. And then my my mentoring practice, I guess, is is one that touches on mentoring in general, but I also have the mental health component that's part of that as well. So through referrals, through organizations, um, in each case, all asking if, you know, is there something you can do? Can you help, you know, an employee of ours or my best friend is is struggling, you know, would you mind having a conversation with them. So all of those things are things that uh, there was a shift and you're absolutely correct. There was a shift where I went from, and I don't want to demean the mentoring process, but there was a shift I went from being a, uh, just a, a mentor to one now that has a focus on mental health and mental well-being. And what I find is that when I go to meet with somebody, I ask two or three questions. And as a result of asking those two or three questions or sharing my own story, it causes the person to, to feel very much uh, in a psychologically safe place where they are willing to open up and share their story. And then it's from there that we can then sort of figure out what direction we're going to take and how we're going to get there. Okay. Sorry, there's sirens going by. Um, I really applaud you for the volunteer work that you're doing as well. And and I know myself for volunteering, it really feels so good to give because you get something back to knowing that you've really helped, even if it's just one person, right? One person is a person who matters. So I want to talk more about this, but we're going to take a quick break first and hear from some of our sponsors. Red, I know you were dying to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just try to keep everything up, you know, just as, Absolutely. as best we can. All right. We're going to take a moment and then we'll be back on USA Global TV and radio. Stay with us. Take a moment. 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 So I've had the privilege of photographing some incredible people over the years. And during each shoot, I've asked the subject to close their eyes and take themselves to a peaceful place just for a few seconds. 
I've found that this really helps to refresh the energy between the camera and the subject. They had an energy that was quite special and quite different from the rest of the shoot. The collection grew and now it feels the right time to use it for something good. I think it'd be amazing if we could help to raise awareness and involve people in the discussion about mental health. So what we're asking to do is for everyone to upload their own self-portraits. All of these portraits will become part of a massive artwork. I'm really excited to see this project go from hundreds of pictures to thousands of pictures. Essentially, uh, an ever-evolving artwork that says we're all in this together. Close your eyes and take a moment. My name is Yaling Xiao. I'm a ballerina from Italy. After two years of waiting, finally I fulfilled my dream of learning etiquette. This learning process has become unforgettable for me. The patient and professional teachers have helped me to get a more comprehensive knowledge about etiquette culture. The British School of Excellence provided me the best way to live gracefully, respectful attitude, lighter mood and heart, where our love is innocent. Thank you. Welcome back to USA Global TV and radio. I'm still Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and this is The Wise Ones. Let's get back to the show and bring out my co-host, Red O'Loughlin, and our special guest, Doug Lawrence. Welcome back, gentlemen. Nice to be here. Hello. So before we went to the break, Doug, you were sharing some of the work that you're doing in a volunteer capacity. And I thought that was really interesting uh, in the Caribbean. I think you said Sir Richard Branson and a program that he has. Can you tell us more about that and, and how you found out about it and got involved? So the Sir Richard, uh, uh, Sir Richard Branson uh, program for its entrepreneurs in, in the Caribbean 
is and how I came, I stumbled across it and I saw that they were looking for fermenters. So I ended up, and this goes back probably three, four years now, I ended up submitting an application and nothing came of it at, the, at that particular time. So I thought, didn't think much of it and continued to, to move on. And then all of a sudden I get an email asking if, if I had time available and they would like to do a quick interview and all that sort of stuff, which they did. And sort of fast forward to where we are now, I've had, I think it's three, three or four different uh, young entrepreneurs who, who have been starting uh, various businesses. So I've worked with uh, a, a couple of young men that uh, started a restaurant business and in, in Kingston. I've worked with a uh, young lady that uh, has her own information technology consulting uh, and service pr provider as well. And I've worked with somebody who's a, a communications uh, consultant who teaches people how to to deliver effective presentations um, and public speaking and all of those things. And so I've been working with her now for a period of time. In fact, I think I actually, I, I have a scheduled appointment with her tomorrow where we, we go through and we talk about where she is and, and, and uh, I ask questions to get her to think her way through a lot of things. And it's been going really, really well. And I was just trying to remember, I think that I had one other one and it just escapes me. Uh, in what industry or what sector that that was actually in, but um, I've actually been approached to to be part of the next cohort of uh, young entrepreneurs that they're going forward with, and so I'm sitting back and waiting to see who's going to be the the next person or the next persons that I get to work with. So the the Branson program has been around now for a number of years, and I'm I'm actually quite uh, delighted to be a part of it just because that um, I see so so much potential in a lot of these people who are kind of diving into the deep end of the swimming pool and 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 starting a, a life a, a business and starting you know moving things forward so I'm truly honored truly blessed to be a part of uh, part of their journey congratulations absolutely you have obviously have a lot of experience in a wide variety of businesses uh, and a lot of entrepreneur kind of things from a mentor's perspective. I'm sure there's probably two or maybe three things that are a common thread with new startup people, especially the young, younger generation. Uh, what, what seems to be the common things that you see that, that really could be cut off at the very beginning and, and add to that success potential early on. Um, well, the, the one thing, and I, as I was talk, talking earlier, the one thing that I do want to, to stress is that uh, as a met, from a mentoring perspective, what I always tell people is having industry-specific experience is a nice to have. It's, it's a, not a, a need to have. So I don't, I work with, as you already mentioned, Red, is that I've, I work with people in a number of different industries and I may, may or may not have that industry specific experience. And that probably works to my benefit in that it has me in a position where I have to ask questions so that I get to learn and grow as a person. And by doing so, I'm strengthening the relationship that I have with, with the entrepreneur, with the person that I'm mentoring. 
I strengthen the relationship and I also demonstrate that I don't necessarily know everything, but together we can ask each other questions and, and work our way through it and be able to resolve any issue that comes up. So there's that part. So the, the, to get to specifically answer your question, some of the things that I find that um, for young entrepreneurs is number one is the, the vision and, and sort of the, the commitment to that vision. So there's a lot of times where I find that people are, you know, I think I want to do this. And so I usually get them to go through, you know, what's your purpose? What's the purpose? Who are you serving with this particular type of a solution? And how are you going to, you know, to be able to move forward? The next thing that I find that is, is quite interesting and ironically fits quite nicely into a lot of the work that I'm doing is that a lot of people are, number one, trying to start a, a, a new venture, a new business, and are struggling with their self-esteem, self-confidence, self-worth. So they struggle with that, which ties back to the mental health story as well. And I'm also finding that a lot of people, just because of all the things that are going on in the world today, there's a lot more stress. There's a lot more uh, anxiety. Uh, there's a lot more depression. And all of those things have a huge impact on on a person's ability to be able to move their business and their business venture forward. And so it's a matter of us working together to be able to resolve that. I'm yes. really glad you brought that up on the self-esteem and that part, because I know that there's stress with starting a new business, but stress and mental health. Yeah, there's a, there's a connection, but when you start bringing in the self-doubt and the self-esteem and, and I can easily see that mental health aspect starting to, to raise up in, in the business success story down the road, because it's a tough one. It really and truly is. That, that's, a, that's a very good point. I'm, I'm glad you, you made that connection for me. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I worked with a person who um, when we were having our conversation, I asked the question, so, you know, what, you know, what's the value that you're going to be bringing to the business community? And, and they couldn't answer. And so as a result of that, I kind of had to, as I sometimes call it, I peeled back the onion skin to see what was underneath. And there was all, all of this trauma that they had gone through in their, in their childhood that resulted in them not having a real deep-seated belief in what they were capable of doing. And we needed to deal with that in order to be able to help them move forward. And we've done that. And, and now you have, you know, as I say, you know, standing before me is a very successful individual who has taken what was not so rosy of a picture in the past and has turned it into a very, very beautiful picture now where we have somebody who is not only offering a service, but is filling a need that's needed in the community. And they actually believe in themselves and their calling. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's, we sometimes forget what our calling is. Great so points true. that you're sharing. Thank you. And a question that I have is we're all entrepreneurs is that as our businesses grow and get to certain thresholds, not everyone's happy for us. And uh, 
there are people who throw rocks, whether they're small rocks or they're giant boulders. So how do you prepare or, or work through these things to, to let the young entrepreneurs know that, hey, you probably should expect this because not everyone's going to be happy for your success? Well, and I always, it's interesting you should bring that up. I always like to tell the story of when I was thinking about joining the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and I was working for a, a company in in a in a neighboring city and what what ended up was a lot of the people that i was working with who you would normally think would be very supportive said i don't know why you're even thinking of getting into the royal canadian mounted police because you won't get out of training you'll end up you'll you'll end up crashing and burning and it's a waste of time and so it gave me the 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 burning desire that I was going to prove these individuals wrong and I was going to go through and be very successful, complete the training and get posted and then have a, a real illustrious career and be able to do that. And so for young entrepreneurs, it's sometimes sharing that story so that they know that, you know, the, the impossible is possible and, and being able to, to give them some of the, the coping mechanisms that they need in order to be able to move forward. And, you know, some of that can be simply the positive affirmations that, yes, I can do that. I tell some people who are struggling with self-esteem and self-confidence, take the yellow post-it notes and write positive statements on them and stick them to the bathroom mirror when you're getting ready for work in the morning and, and, the first dose of positivity you get are those yellow post-it notes. And that can be all that it takes sometimes to turn turn a bad situation into a good one. I like that. Thank you. And just as a follow-up question, I often think of babies, you know, young children and how they, they're trying to crawl, they're trying to stand up and typically they fall and everyone encourages them, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And then as we get older, it's kind of like, no, stay down. We don't want you to get up. <laughs> so we also have to pick and choose who we keep around us and who we actually work with as mentors and coaches that can help lift us to the area that we need to go and pull things out of us that we didn't know were there. That's correct. And my inner circle that I even have an inner circle today, my inner circle are people that I depend on, but they are also people that I trust with my every breathing moment that <clears throat> I know that if, if I need somebody, I can always go to one of those folks and they'll be standing there beside me. And they'll, if I fall down, they'll pick me up, dust me off and say, you can do better than that, and away we go. But having that inner circle is really important, and, and it's, it changes. You're absolutely correct in that that whole thing, you know, changes, whereas as an infant, you know, it's okay to stumble, fall, and lay on the floor. As an adult, you know, we sometimes then we become a little caustic, and, and we sort of say, you know, come on, get over it, you know, suck it up, buttercup, and just get up and get going again. And sometimes the reason we fell, there, there's, there's a reason why we fell and why we're struggling to get back up. And as a mentor, I need to figure out what that is. Thank you very much. Red, we have time for one more question. Thank you so very much, Dr. Jacqueline. Uh, Doug, when I was starting in my entrepreneurial thing many years ago, I had a mentor 
he had a mentor and the mentor had a mentor. <clears throat> so I'm, I guess the question is, how many mentors do you find that, that have other mentors to help them through that process that, that they need? Because obviously there's different levels of need and I guess understanding. Uh, what, what's been your experience in that? So that, that, you know, is actually a really good question in that when I was starting out as a, a, as a young entrepreneur, and I'm probably aging myself now, but it, I started out, I had somebody who had technology experience. I had somebody who had business operations experience. I had somebody who was financial uh, expert. I had somebody, I had every, every particular facet that I had. I had some. I had a mentor. In fact, I created an advisory council for when I was starting my business, and on that council were those representatives who were there to advise me in their specific category of expertise, and and it worked really well. And what I tell people nowadays when I'm working with them is that I don't have all the answers. So. I, but I do, what I do have is I have a bench of resources that I can go to, to say, I've got somebody who is dealing with financial issues. Would you mind spending some time with them? And they're more than willing to do so. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, Doug. I've really enjoyed meeting you and I know there's a lot more we could talk about. So please do come back on this show or the business show or any of our other shows that you feel resonate with you and your messaging. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm going to spotlight you again. If you could give your contact information, especially for people who are on the radio who can't read the information, who would you like to contact you and how should they do it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to people reaching out to matter the reason or the cause. Um, you can reach me, obviously, through the website, www.talentc.ca. That's talent with the letter C on the end, .ca. You can reach out to me uh, through my LinkedIn profile. So just do a search on Doug Lawrence, and I hopefully will just pop up, and there we go. Uh, the other part that you can also do is just send me uh, an email message direct, and that can be uh, as simple as Doug. Dot Lawrence, and that's L A W R E N C E at talent C. So the word talent with the letter C on the end, dot C A. And I'll do my very best to get back to you as quickly as I can. And, and it can be for any reason whatsoever. Um, and especially if you're struggling with your mental health, please feel free to, to reach out to me and We'll, we'll have a conversation. Thank you very much, Doug. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your offer for people to contact you for whatever reason. That means a lot. We actually had a show a couple of weeks ago where someone was struggling with suicidal thoughts. They were dealing with a lot of grief and they actually reached out to the co-host and now they're working together. So it, awesome. they're, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love when that happens. So thank you again. And please do book in for another show. Thank you. Thank and my you. thanks also, Doug. I really appreciate our conversation today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, that was a great show. I really enjoyed meeting Doug and hearing his messaging. And um, it's, you know, we are all dealt a hand and we never know what it is. I know in your family going through some things that are, are challenging and we have to find ways to keep moving forward to inspire other people as well as the younger generations and 
just keep moving. So thank you, Red, for doing the show with me. And thanks again to Doug. Your next show is coming up momentarily. So I'm going to let you give your contact information and then I'll let you go get ready in the other studio. Fantastic. Thank you so very much, Dr. Jacqueline. Uh, my show Talking Heads is coming up literally in about 14 minutes. Uh, it's dealing with how do you manage pain? Last week we talked about pain in general, but today we're going to talk about the non-prescription options that are there as to what can you do, what, what works for some people, what might work for you, what certainly gives you some insight to ask your doctor the next time that you are, are, are in need. And so please join me if you can, Talking Heads, Red O'Loughlin on the USA Global TV and Radio Network. And uh, again, you can reach me very easily at my website. All my contact information is there, redoloughlin.com. That's red like the color, R-E-D, O'Loughlin, O-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. So it's R-E-D-O-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N.com, redoloughlin.com. And again, yeah, my phone number, email address and stuff is there. More than happy to, to help you any way I can. Back to you, Dr. Jacqueline. All right. Thank you, kind sir. I will see you in the other studio. Fantastic. Catch you later. Bye for now. Thank you, everyone, whether you're watching or listening on the live or the replay. I personally really appreciate it. We continue to grow. As I've mentioned before, we started January the 10th of this year, and now we have 28 shows with people from all over the world sharing their stories. We have expert correspondents from the UK, and it's just a real thrill. So I want to just mention to you, if you would like to be part of our team, if you'd like to be a co-host, you'd like to be an expert presenter like Red on Talking Heads, you'd like to be on our elevated listening team, you'd like to be a panelist, or you have your own idea that has nothing to do with USA Global TV and radio, please do reach out to me. You can find me on either one of my websites, usaglobaltv.com or drjacqueline.com. So I want to share just a brief word or two about some new shows that we have that are really open to everyone and anyone. So you may be watching this show and you hear that we have 28 shows, but you don't know what they are, right? So let me just give you an overview of some of them. And first of all, we also offer the opportunity for you to be a guest co-host for a show. So if you'd like to give it a try and co-host with me for one show, you can go to our website, again, usaglobaltv.com. Okay, so I have a new show coming out. When I first started out two years ago when I left my corporate career, I was on the radio and my show name was Rapping with Dr. Jacqueline. And it's kind of a, a tribute to my father. His name was Jack and we used to say Rapping with Jack and everybody would pull their chairs around. My dad was a great listener. So I had it trademarked and then I didn't do anything with it as we continued to grow. So now I've brought it back. We have a new show called Rapping with Dr. Jacqueline, a show about nothing. So you're probably wondering, what does this mean? Well, there's a very famous sitcom that was on for years, and this show was basically about nothing. So you can go ahead and book in on usaglobaltv.com, and there's no script, there's no topic, it's just you and me. I don't know you, you don't know me, and we just sit and have a conversation with the rest of the world watching. So if that's of interest, it's open to anyone and everyone, there's no charge. Okay, our next 
new show is The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, The Listening Mentor, TV and radio show. This corresponds with a new book that I am writing with Mariska Dupree in New Zealand. It's one of seven books that are to teach children and their parents how to listen at an elevated level. Each of the animal characters featured here on the cover represent a real person, a person who has taken my course, The Power of Listening, and they got certified as an elevated listener. So we watch role plays about different scenarios people get into, and we look at these role plays and realize, oh my gosh, that's me. That's the same thing I'm doing with my husband, my wife, my business associate. And so that's how people learn. So this new book is coming out and the show features the characters who are in the book. So I'm Lady Ella, the listening mentor. And Lady Ella is actually my great niece. And she is just about to turn one year old. So I'm celebrating her. And our other new show is Dr. Jacqueline's Book Club. This is a program that's all about children's books. I truly believe that children's books are also for adults and we can all learn something. So if you have written a book that you think is appropriate for this show, you can actually send it to me. You can get the address off of contact us on my website. All right. And just a couple of others that I will spotlight. We have a woman's prerogative. This is a show, it's a panel show with women from around the world, from different cultures, different time zones. And we talk about anything relating to women. So we've discussed body shaming, stem cells, sexuality, uh, workplace, uh, workplace payment and career development, all kinds of things. So you can tune into that and we can learn more about any of this on our website, usaglobaltv.com. We also have another new show, Aging Gracefully with Humor. This show really spotlights taking away the fear of aging, looking at getting older as a gift and how can we celebrate it instead of dreading it. We also have The Power of Etiquette and Manners, which is a program with Philip Sykes. He's my co-host from London. And we look at how can we use emotional intelligence in addition to what we think of as manners, table manners, opening a door. It's so much more than that. It's showing respect, showing the other person that you are really truly present and focused and we don't do that on a regular basis we're looking at our devices we're looking at the person and thinking the minute they stop talking i'm going to tell them what i think they mentioned republican they mentioned democrat pro-abortion against abortion whatever it is global warming i don't believe in global warming and all of a sudden we're like that's it I don't want anything to do with that person. I'm not listening to another thing they say. And we judge them and we are no longer showing them respect. We're showing ourselves respect. So we discuss all of those topics and more. And again, I can't go through all the shows. There's too many, but thank you for your loyalty. If you're on our YouTube channel, please do subscribe. Just click the red button, subscribe, and then you can watch any of our shows. They're all organized into playlists. And you can also find us on a whole host of other TV, radio, and podcast platforms. All right. I'm going to go over to the other studio and produce the show for Red for Talking Heads. I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you.